Hey, are you a podcaster or audio professional? Are you interested in creating audio content? Then come to Afros and Audio's Virtual Podcast Festival. The second annual Afros and Audio Festival takes place the weekend of November 14th and 15th. Throughout the weekend, they'll acknowledge current podcaster contributions and successes, identify funding and resources for podcast development and sustainability, develop strategies for leadership positioning, monetization, and career opportunities, as well as evaluate industry trends, predictions, and opportunities affecting Black podcast creators and audio professionals. At Afros and Audio's Virtual Festival, you can expect an immersive and enjoyable virtual experience aimed at sustaining and increasing active podcasts by Black creators and professionals. Listeners of Tea with Queen and J podcast will receive 25% off of their Afros and Audio tickets using code AFAUTQJ20. That's AFAUTQJ20. To secure your spot, visit afrosandaudio.com backslash RSVP and follow them on Instagram at Afros and Audio. Once again, to secure your spot, visit afrosandaudio.com backslash RSVP and follow them on Instagram at Afros and Audio. We'll We'll see see you there. there. This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, has the apocalypse begun? Maybe. We get into voter suppression at the polls, how to stop a whole ass governmental coup, and a window into that segment of wealthy black folks that vote their pockets over their people. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Tea with Queen and Jay. Tea with Queen and Jay. Hi. Hey, hey, girl. How are ya? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. As good as I can be. <laughs> yeah, you look like you were thinking about it. You look like you were thinking about it. Yeah, man. Life. Not even, not personal life. Just systemic right. life. <laughs> yeah, systemic life is really on one right now. If what? you're listening to this, it's probably post the election for you. We're recording the day before actual election day yeah. in the U.S. So you're probably listening. You have probably voted already. You have probably decided not to vote. You have probably voted and maybe you were like hardcore campaigning. Yeah. Or maybe you decided to ignore this whole thing happening and just give in to the apocalypse. <laughs> or maybe you signed up. Don't give in. Maybe you signed up to join uh, the cult of the uh, loud and wrong minority of black men who have been campaigning oh, for Trump either explicitly God. or implicitly by pretending they're actually doing something for black people. I'm, I'm going to get it so, done. I want to talk to who gets it done. <laughs> what? And nobody will help me. <laughs> yeah. How many pages uh, y'all want? How many pages? So <sighs> weird. Yeah. So weird. So we hope that y'all are okay. We're coming to you from the past. And we hope that you find some comfort in this. But yeah, this has been very, very stressful. But here we are. Here we are. I'm We're here. here to talk our shit. Yes. We are alive. We are thriving. Yes. And we hope, hopefully, you're not listening to this from the actual apocalypse. Hopefully, things turned out okay. I feel like if the apocalypse happens... That spaceship that Octavia Butler be liking to write about is going to come. Mm-hmm. And all the black women and black AFAB folks are allowed. Everyone else is allowed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm down and we with just going to go yo. somewhere. 
I'm yeah. done with that shit. Welcome to, to Tea with, with Queen, Queen and Jay. Jay. We, we are, are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And this is Tea with Queen and Jay. And Yes. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast, podcast, you can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag T with QJ. We love when you use it on all the social meds. We also like when you use the hashtag pod in and it allows people on that hashtag to find T with Queen and J. You should be following us on the social meds. We are on Instagram and Twitter at T with QJ. So follow us there. We are also on Tumblr and Facebook. Just search for T with Queen and J and hit that follow button. We love some T mail. You can send us T mail at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. And that is where you can send us questions, concerns, silly things, serious things. You can tell us you love us. You can tell us you don't love us a little bit. No, no hate mail though. That's right. In this era of potential doom and gloom. <laughs> I was trying to do a uh, echo effect because I haven't learned how to do that uh, on my own yet. Maybe I don't want to do that. I don't want to sound like doom, that, girls. I don't want to sound like that woman's podcast. And gloom. I don't yeah, want no, to. I don't want yeah. to do those kinds of effects yeah, anyway. Wanna, yeah. But just imagine, y'all ready again? Doom <laughs> and gloom. <laughs> and then it's thunder. I don't know how to do thunder Right, noises. right, right. <laughs> Um, so in this era of ongoing potential doom and gloom, every episode we pour libations for the things yes. giving us black ass black joy. Because it still so, exists, y'all. It black still joy exists. Still you exists. can always find some black ass black joy. You we can. make joy out of fucking pain and sorrow all the time. And then sometimes we just make joy and we not think about pain and sorrow, period. Yep. So... Our libations are our shout outs there when we pour some up for the ancestors, pour one out for the homies, all of that good shit. We are usually celebrating the living, but our libations are for all brands of black ass, black joy. Queen, what are you pouring libations for this week? I am pouring libations for Sam, Sam Riddell, Samantha, all of the slam dread, all of the names. (laughs) Get a libation because this bitch all of a sudden was the god of Halloween this year. Mm-hmm. Um, kept giving us on her Instagram like dope ass cosplay joy. Like I didn't even know that was something that she did, but when she like she did it and did that shit, like she really did did that shit. I was like, this is what it's like to like have active hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> that you like this is what this is the Sam result is of that. a hobby having ass yeah she's bitch. a hobby ass bitch i'm like yeah. this is what oh i gotta i don't know i gotta do this so she did um a couple of characters she did lapis who is from um what's that cartoon i like uh the steven the universe gems. yes steven mm-hmm. universe she did marge simpson but she did different variations of marge simpson based on memes that we have made popular in pop culture which mm-hmm. was fucking dope um she also did the gross sisters from the proud family which was dope and then she also did Aretha blue which was a comic book character in lovecraft country and what mm-hmm. brought it all together is because she had dyed her hair blue earlier in the what season are we in fall summer i don't know time means nothing she dyed her hair blue at some point so all of her characters were a reflection of like an extension of her blue hair they all were fucking dope the photo shoots was dope the makeup was dope the wardrobe was dope 
So good. I was just like, oh my god. I have questions about wardrobe. I have questions (laughs) about wardrobe. Who worked on wardrobe? Who who did styling? Who put costumes together? Did we sew things? Did we purchase things? I have so many questions. It looks so so good. So many questions. And then it's like so much detail and thought. So when she did Aretha Blue, her hair is still blue, but now I guess she did. I know Sam does her own hair and shit like that. So Mm -hmm. then it, it was in twist. And I'm like, this girl is like still actively doing shit. Like I know I don't, you know, like I know I don't see her every day, or I haven't seen right. Sam in person in forever. So she could have mm-hmm. put those twists in two weeks ago. I don't know. I only see her Instagram at this point. Mm-hmm. But it was mm-hmm. just like she's still actively like doing things and living her life, and like I can barely get out of bed. But it's nice. <laughs> it is so nice to see this. So you really gave me a lot of joy with all of those characters. I do like to see adults having fun. Yeah, that's something that um, I think Janicia introduced me to. But going to your little—they're not little. Going to—they're <laughs> not little. I'm sorry. Going to your little. Going your to little your little thing. Your little things you know, are playing that Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> but that's something I really—I realize I enjoy to see adults at play without right. alcohol. Just like just adults mm-hmm. at play, which is something we don't um, see too often. So I guess I got to relive that through Sam. It was so That's good. Exciting. We're gonna link her Instagram in our show notes if you want to take yeah. a look. Mm-hmm. Um, her Instagram is at Slamdred, and that's S L A M. Thank you, Slamdred. Why don't I add a D? Um, at Slamdred. Black. <laughs> yeah, basically, I should have added the S too. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> at Slam Slamrids. Nah, that's uh-huh. that's just me being black. But at S L A M R I D D on the gram, if you want to see her Blacktober Halloween cosplay, mm-hmm. brilliance, it is there. Yeah, it was a good time, yo. What are you pouring libations for, Jay? Well, I want to add to that and pour libations for all the black girls in costume this holiday. Mm-hmm. Everybody really showed their ass they on did. social media, which I really, really appreciated. Um, I really loved the ones where it was people obviously quarantining, but also in costume and sharing that shit with us. Yeah. I think the ones where people were out, I found a little bit, uh, little disturbing. I so like I'm, it. I'm trying I, not to think about that. Yeah. I like it. It didn't stress me out, but I didn't like it. Especially so. the costumes without masks. Like, you don't even have a mask. Like, yeah, it was awkward. You it could, was like, awkward. be Jason right now and, and, and have on a mask. Facts. Facts. <laughs> you know? Facts. Yeah, this was a, actually a good opportunity. If everybody was out in a Halloween mask, maybe that would have, like, made it okay. A, but a little bit. Anyway, we're here for libations. <laughs> yes, we're here yes, for libations. Yes, yes, So, yeah. So, I wanted to highlight all the black girls safely in costume. I really enjoyed seeing that across my timeline. And um, in the spirit of talking about Sam of Inner Whole Uprising mm-hmm. podcast, everything's coming up Sam this week. Okay. I wanted to pour libations for Sam. Sam actually produced a segment of the pulse podcast they did an episode called laughing matters and so it basically was an episode on how laughter works how humor works and like the science behind what we laugh at why we laugh at how jokes are constructed and shit Mm -hmm. like that and sam produced a segment on humor as a way of healing or hurting black folks when it comes to like our trauma and shit like that Mm -hmm. it was a dope segment um, it featured myself, Diamond of Marsha's Plate Podcast, and Rod and Karen of cool. The Black Guy Who Tips. Cool. So it was really, really well put together, and I, I really thought it was a great addition 
to an episode of a podcast that I might not otherwise listen to. Mm-hmm. It sounded like an interesting podcast. I'm not really a sciencey ass bitch. It sounds like they talk about like the science behind like some social type stuff. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a thank you for that stuff. Thank you for adding that. <laughs> what stuff is still a relevant word? Stuff exists facts. in science. Facts, facts, facts. So, Matter is yes. stuff. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> So check that out. We'll put that episode in the show notes. Again, the podcast is called The Pulse. The episode is called Laughing Matters. And Sam produced a fantastic segment for that episode. Um, Her segment is in the second half, but the whole episode is very interesting. Mm -hmm. So check that shit out. I want to pour libations to Sam and to black humor, yo, and to black people, and to us thriving and surviving and doing dope (laughs) shit, yo. I'm going to have to add that pod to the queue. At this point in every episode, we talk about how you can support Tea with Queen and Jay podcast as this show runs on listener support. But we want to remind everybody that we are still in a very clear fight for black ass liberation, the end of police brutality and liberation for all people. So in our show notes, we include a link to various bailout funds, petition lists and other ways that you can support the movement, protesters on the ground and other activists supporting protesters is is a priority so be sure to check out that link again it's in our show notes and it's a good way to find out what's happening in your state that um goes state by state and it was last updated in august so mm. it's not super recent but it's not super ancient so definitely check that shit out it's a good place to start it might update after <laughs> this election yes. it might update that might be what facts. they're waiting for so yeah facts 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 we've also added a link with information on end SARS, which is taking place in Nigeria. So be sure to check that out. It also relates to police brutality against black folks, even though we know that Nigeria is a black nation. They're still experiencing what I would definitely call anti-black targeting by police, by law enforcement. So definitely check out the link there. It gives information on NSARS and it offers some insight into what you can do to support from wherever you are. So definitely check that shit out. Once you have done that, again, this podcast runs on your support. Queen, how can folks support Tea with Queen and Jay podcast? So there are... Two ways that you could donate to Tea with Queen and Jay. You can go to our website, teawithqueenandjay.com. Swipe down on our homepage, and there is where we have our two options. Two. Our first option is our PayPal option, and that is where you can put however much you want in the pot. However many times you want, there is no commitment there. And our second option is our Patreon option, and that is where we are asking for $2 a month. $2. You can give more or less. That is up to you. We are all about equal access and you're just giving however much you want to give if you just wanted to give a dollar that is okay but we are requesting two dollars a month we also appreciate non-monetary support and you can do that by liking and sharing this podcast on all of the social medias we love when you do that you can also tell a friend about this podcast rate and review this podcast on apple Podcasts and whatever other app that you listen to this podcast on all of that helps tea with queen and jay grow and you know lets us know you love us too and we like that so those are ways that you can support tea with queen and jay 
That's right. And thanks to everybody who continues to review us on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate that support. It lets people know that we are an active fucking podcast in the now. Like it is happening. Yeah. It's taking place in real time. And it gives people who are curious about our podcast a window into like what listeners think about what we do. So thank everybody for that. Yep. And there's people on CastBox too. We see you. Those are the places where we can like actively see comments and reviews. Mm-hmm. So we see y'all on CastBox too doing y'all thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or everybody it. who comments on SoundCloud. We appreciate that shit too. Thank you so much. Word. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. If you would like to sponsor Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, if you'd like to advertise with us, if you'd like to to hear your ad on Tea with Queen and Jay, email us at teawithqueenandj at gmail.com. If you'd like to hire us to speak at your school or organization about podcasting, white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, dismantling white supremacy in the workplace, womanism, black feminism, black hair, or some shit you've heard us discuss on the podcast, or if you'd like us to do a virtual live show or consult you or your team, send us your email at teawithqueenandj at gmail.com. Com. Speaking of donations, we have some donation libations for this week. Yeah, donation libations. We got a um, PayPal donation from Jessica. And Jessica says, I was listening to the episode where y'all were talking about being easier on yourself in this pandemic. It just so happened that I was struggling with this very thing that day. It really helped to hear that reminder, especially since while I'm not a workaholic, I'm definitely an overachiever who doesn't like to look like she's failing. Thanks for the reminder. Buy yourself some snacks Snacks. and keep being the awesome people that you are. Thank Thank you, you, Jessica. Jessica. We really, really appreciate that. And we did buy snacks with that. We we did. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. We also had some people hit us on the Patreon. We got Patreon donations from... Quinn, Daphne, the homies over at the Grapevine TV. Thank you so much. Hey, hey. A, it's a, this is either, forgive me if I mispronounce, this is either A Monet or A Moan. So thank you. I feel like A Monet would have the thingy. A Monet would have the thing, but I really like that. A Monet. <laughs> I like that. But yeah, probably A Moan. So thank you so much. We appreciate your donations and we appreciate you supporting us on Patreon. We also had two people up their pledge. So libations to Quid Pro Quo. Thank you so much. And Maya for upping their pledge over on thank Patreon. Y'all. If you are supporting us on Patreon, we drop bonus content, bonus podcasts in our Patreon. So we just dropped our Charm City Kings review. That is a film going down on HBO Max. So definitely check that out. Please check out our review. We talk about black bike culture in urban cities. We talk about single motherhood on film. All kinds of good black shit came from our review of Charm City Kings. So definitely check that out if you are subscribed to us on Patreon. The Patreon. All right, girl, you ready to get into the show? Yes, let's get into the shits. There ain't no place like There's no place like home. I mean, no place, child. Queen, what kind of tea are you drinking? I drank. I finished that tea. I um, was drinking Earl Grey tea this morning. What kind of tea are you drinking, Jay? I am drinking my jasmine green back on my bullshit. I feel like I haven't had tea in a while. You know, I got a new Keurig. I don't know if you guys heard. Because you keep drinking all that coffee. A fancy blue Keurig in my home. It's very luxurious. <laughs> Uh, it's a single serving Keurig, so it fits in my minuscule, tiny kitchen. But I feel fabulous. I feel rich when I make myself a cup. Um, this fancy. is fancy. 
Fancy. Feels very mm. fancy. Feels very wealthy. Fancy. Feels very rich. Is someone trying to be a Keurig influencer? Is no, I just, I'm just finagle? saying, I just feel like, like I own it. I own everything. I am everything. And I'm very excited about my coffee maker. And I want other luxuries. Like I recently purchased a vacuum cleaner and I haven't opened it out the box yet, but oh, it's I'll here. Open mine. It's in my home. Me, How is it? Me and Jay are weirdos. We have the same vacuum cleaner. <laughs> I just With those kinds of friends. Any appliance kind of that Queen gets, I'd be like, oh, snap. I need that. Because I don't have anything. I'm like legit a bachelor. I'm your worst bachelor nightmare. You can think of like that. I'm that. Oh, gosh. I'm oh, my nigga. goodness. But anyway, yes, I've been drinking coffee out my Keurig, which I fucking love. So I'm That's back. Dope. I'm happy you are luxuriating. In I that. love it. I'm back drinking tea because I need my green tea. And it's important. And it makes me feel relaxed queen what are your pronouns she her what are your pronouns jay she her they them and separate from my pronouns i am not a lady or ladies so i ask that you please respect that thank you so much queen what are you affirming for yourself this week this is a good time we affirm shit every week on this podcast but this is a wonderful time to really hone in on those affirmations as the world feels like it's fucking trying to crumble around us son what are you affirming yeah. this week don't talk bad to yourself say kind things to yourself that's, that's right. what affirmations do so i'm affirming that i'm a bad bitch that i'm enough i affirm that i am self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma i also affirm that i am well rested my hair and fashions are popping. popping. My body and mind are healthy. Help. And that I will always and forever stunt on these hoes. I will say yes only to activities that are healthy for my mind, body, and emotional well-being. I will courageously protect my happiness. Mm. I affirm a continued safe and healthy reopening of New York City and all other cities and towns and I don't know, dist- I don't know what people call shit around the world, but safe openings, healthy reopenings, or safe reclosings and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I affirm that they will still be safe. I also affirm, right? Like dead ass affirm that 2020 will still be fruitful and abundant. It will still be abundance lives and manifests in many different ways. And bundles and bundles and bundles for everybody in 20. 20- 20 mm-hmm. even post mm-hmm. election day that's right still abundance right all right so jay what are you affirming for yourself this i week? affirm a long life full of abundance health wealth sustainable rewarding and financially beneficial self-employment i affirm that i am a writer i've had a lot of anxiety surrounding um you are a writer. writing my she writes ability. a lot of stuff for this show because she's a writer i, I just had to say that <laughs> she's a fucking writer <laughs> i do i do a lot of that um so yeah i want to feel more confident in it I I have a lot of like mental blocks and challenges surrounding writing my abilities and my confidence surrounding writing. So I really just want to like get past that shit and affirm that I am a writer. I affirm that I am enough. My apartment is paid for. My rent is paid. I am productive. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. I affirm my apartment is clean and organized. I affirm productive therapy. I affirm healthy romantic relationships and trauma-free living. And I affirm liberation and power to all the people. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada a boom. There we go, yo. So we are recording in the past, in the future. I'm always Mm -hmm. confused. (laughs) 
in the past. Days of future past of sorts. Yeah. Yes, yes. Like we said, you should have already voted or mm-hmm. I guess decided not to vote, not I guess. Not to vote or have been suppressed. <laughs> right. Or you've been suppressed. Oh, you've been suppressed. From voting in some way. Let's not ignore those folks. Yes. And um, right. So we are recording a day before election day here in the U.S. And tensions are high. Because it's like. Real talk, no matter what happens, it's about to be some shit. So hopefully, it's about to go down. Basement. Of course. We definitely want to get the current monster out of the White House and replace him with a uh, another white man. But we want... <laughs> a little wanna... amounder beast. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, right. We want to get that done. That's important. <laughs> That's where we are right now. I recently yeah. voted. And I know a lot of us have had um, different experiences with voting in terms of lines in terms of wait time, some people yeah. have been lucky enough to be able to show up and vote. Easy breezy, no big deal. I voted for the first time. I had changed, not for the first time, but the first time at this location. I had changed my location from the Bronx to where I live in Manhattan. So mm-hmm. I liked voting in the Bronx still because I cared about that community, those issues, those people. And you wanted, yeah. Yeah, but it was so far for me to like do that and there have been a few elections um not major elections but there have been like a few in between elections where it was just too hard for me to get there on that particular day to vote and i was just like you know what this is i can't i'm not gonna yeah this is it's not convenient it's not conducive to jay's life like yeah it was too much so um so yeah so i went ahead this is my first time voting where i live in manhattan my neighborhood, my voting district is a predominantly white area. And so mm-hmm. real talk, I did not expect, especially New York, they really care about white people, their time, uh, their well-being. <laughs> and white people have things to do and places to go. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's the attitude of the city is making life easier for the white people here. Right? So I really did not expect for there to be a serious line when I got there Mm -hmm. the day that I went they were open from 12 to 8 and so we got there at around 2 and the line was double wrapped around the block shit like double wrapped around the whole block so that caught me super off guard Mm-hmm. we stood on the line it was it was two and a half to three hours of a wait luckily I had a friend with me or else I don't know how I would have endured that it was I was mm-hmm. uncomfortable I was you know standing I, I had my gel inserts but fuck <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't prepared for all of that and I'm a fairly oh, young gosh. person as far as adult niggas go and like mm-hmm. I'm just imagining myself being an older person being somebody who maybe I'm not in they they did have um a line for like handicapped folks or whatever but it was mostly mm-hmm. visibly elderly folks visibly mm-hmm. handicapped folks what if you're somebody who your disability you you it's not readily apparent like people yeah exactly yeah then yes. what do you have to negotiate to be able to write to be able to go and vote and shit like that so it was a lot it was a lot it was midday weekday. So, you know, I don't work a nine to five. So I had the flexibility to go to at go. that time. Yeah. I had the time to wait 
um, two and a half hours, three hours. I had a friend there, so we talked our shit for a long time or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was really bonkers to me that they were inconveniencing all these white people. I just really, I didn't expect <laughs> it. <laughs> I didn't expect it. We live, I live, like I said, in a predominantly white area. It is, because I'm in New York, because I'm in Manhattan, it is democratic. Mm-hmm. I assume that that's a part of the reason why the oppression was so like severe why the line was so long from what i understand because i don't really play in these politics over here in this area with these white people which i am Mm -hmm. now kind of just starting to see like what's good what's going on yeah but supposedly our that was the only location for this area of manhattan like for this really large district in manhattan so Mm -hmm. i guess that is why the line was so long like there weren't more yeah new york city doesn't have enough early voting places like for the amount of people in the city if Mm -hmm. you look at the list of all of the voting early places this is not enough (laughs) yeah for new york city with millions of Mm -hmm. people here Mm -hmm. like so that's probably why there was lines like yeah it was ridiculous once we got inside uh once i got inside there were enough there was enough things were moving they it's, they seemed like they had enough people in the room but they did they needed a whole nother one of those you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like it just yeah. it was really it was it was ridiculous it was ridiculous and if i i don't know if i was white and if i felt like i had less to lose i might have just dipped i might have just been like you know what i i'm not <laughs> Yeah, I have privilege. I'm going to go. Right. I'm going to use my privilege and I'm going to get out of here. So it was a lot. It was a lot. And it was very clear voter suppression. Like there's no way standing on line. And it had been it had been a rainy week. So Mm -hmm. luckily that time period that we were there, it did not rain. But like the ground Mm -hmm. was wet. Everything was wet. I'm just thinking of people who were out there like potentially in the rain waiting that long it was just it was during the season yeah it was a lot it was a lot we were lucky that the person behind us was observing six feet and we didn't have to say anything about Uh it but that wasn't the case for everybody online like it really just depended on who's in front of you who's behind you who's observing So luckily, the person directly behind us was observing, and we just stayed away from the, the person, person ahead of us. Right? Yeah. I learned that my friend uh, needs to be reminded <laughs> the whole time. I was like, "Hey, <laughs> over here!" Like he kept walking up, mad close behind the person in front of us, who didn't care. Word? They wanted to be our mm-hmm. friend anyway. We're the only black people online, so everybody wanted to be our friend. But I voted for Obama twice. That was the line you were on. <laughs> exactly. It was that. It was that experience. Oh, but, gosh. Yeah. He was, you know, he was fine about it when I was like, hey, over here. He's like, oh, yeah. Thanks for reminding oh, me. Oh, yeah. That's but right. it was like every moment. Hey. Yeah. Jay's friend is a man. And that is why the infection rates and death rates are higher <laughs> than men. That is why. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's Just funny. want to put that out there. That's funny. He's also <laughs> excited about electoral politics. So I was like, okay. Relax. Yeah, that was he was like on a adult field trip. Like we're off to vote. (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Now he wanted to see what that location was giving. Like what you know was happening at every location. Kind of. Oh, so he was inspecting. He was definitely inspecting the scene so he could report back to his colleagues. Uh, But Jay's friend is a politic ass motherfucker. Just. Just for context, if y'all yeah. like, what the fuck are they so talking about? So it was interesting. Was. But yeah, yo, real-time voter suppression. 
that's not what voting should be like. It feels like there's a lot of other ways that this shit could be done, but the intent is to suppress motherfuckers' votes. I remember being a kid and seeing reports from other countries about folks waiting in line for the election and like how long the lines were and just assuming Mm -hmm. that their system wasn't as advanced as whatever I assumed our voting system was because I never saw anything like that here in terms of like what the media was showing us. Being a grown-ass person... And standing in line for two and a half hours to vote in what feels like a doomed election, it was whack. I I felt good when I voted, Mm -hmm. mostly so that I could leave. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's done. It's It's done. done. I've done it. Done. I can go have a meal and a drink. But Mm -hmm. this shit is fucking like, it's sad. It's scary. It is. It's scary and it's sad. It's, I've you, been depressed the whole time. Yeah. I know <laughs> that you are waiting. What's your What's your experience with voting? Where you Yeah, at? so I haven't waited yet. I mean, I haven't waited yet. I have waited. Mm-hmm. I haven't voted yet because all of these lines, one, I don't like lines, period. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to wait. A, I order groceries, so I don't have to wait on line. Facts. Right? So, like, mm-hmm. lines are, like, a thing for me. And... I get depressed every time I see people talking about lines. It actually depresses me. It does not make me feel like, yes, we're out here. It doesn't motivate me. It doesn't make me feel like we're activated. The shit makes me fucking sad Mm -hmm. because the process should not be as hard as it is. And as much as I've learned, um, I think I would say in the past year is when I've really delved into like what voter suppression looks like. So maybe... Two years ago, I would have just been like, yeah, we're all outside voting. Great. But now I know what these lines mean. Mm-hmm. So it depressed me. So to see Black Joy, I, I know I enjoy Black Joy, but to see like lines when people are dancing and it's like, oh, look at them having a good time. Mm-hmm. That shit depressed me because they should yeah. not even be online like right, that. Right, right. For anybody who doesn't who doesn't know or who's not on social media frequently, there have been a lot of, you know, Black folks reporting their experience online waiting to vote and lines being incredibly long but us finding ways to make it a pleasurable enjoyable experience yeah. of course none of that when i was uh waiting online oh we no were the you were in the wrong, we were in the wrong place nobody. somebody wrong did place. try somebody did come along and like was trying was giving out breadsticks and i'm like listen white lady if you breadsticks think, if you think they were all individual <laughs> individually wrapped but i'm like if you think bread i'm one of these bread what are you a celebrity i don't know you i've never seen you before Get out here. but bread sticks that's not even like the, the snack that she makes done. well she she has like a bakery she makes bread oh okay okay yeah, yeah, also yeah. like bread sticks i'm thinking of those hard bread sticks not like oh bread I'm thinking like like a like baguette s- or some shit yeah yes thank you right 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 no she was she was yeah she was the the lone person who did anything to entertain us a civilian who came around to give us individually wrapped breadsticks which i would have ate if she was an old black auntie but um i wasn't about to eat that woman's (laughs) breadsticks but everyone else did everyone else seemed to enjoy yeah so all of that is making me depressed Mm -hmm. seeing people like showing videos of people in lines while it's pouring rain it's like Mm -hmm. even in the rain we're out here and it's like no that should not be out here risking your health already because it's covid and then on top of that because it's raining and shit like that so it just weakens your immune system so now you're more likely to get a cold or a flu or whatever it's just like yeah all of that depresses me that doesn't make me feel like like we're in an amazing space it doesn't make me feel like happy about democracy and like Mm -hmm. yes look at us look at us it doesn't make me it's been making me depressed um because i i planned to early vote that was my plan then seeing all of that imagery and stuff like that it was just like 
do I want to go and stand online for that mm-hmm. long? And also, since my early voting poll is like 30 minutes from me, whereas my day election day poll is right across the street right. from my house, I'm like, I'm already depressed about these lines. been seeing them on social media. Am I going to go a half an hour from my house in these COVID streets, stand online for hours like everyone? And then I live in Brooklyn, and Brooklyn has had the highest turnout of voters in New York City, which is mm-hmm. fucking dope, which also means lines. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I decided to vote election day because I can wake up at 5 in the morning, roll out of my bed, mm-hmm. go across the street, and stand on whatever, maybe at 5 in the morning. I think Because I think polls open at 6, election day. Okay. So if I wake up 5 in the morning, roll out of bed, I'll be on whatever line that's there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's not, I would assume it's not three blocks long. Then I also live in a very like working class neighborhood. So I know people will be out so they can vote before they go to work. You know, just right. stuff like that. I'd just rather do that than the other things that are definitely going to depress me. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, so that is my plan for voting. I'm going to vote the day of early morning, roll out of bed, wash my face, brush my teeth, go across the street to the library by me, which is my voting poll place, and do that. Right. And then come right back in my house because I don't know. All of this has been really, really depressing mm-hmm. to me to mm-hmm. like to like see all of this, to see these black men who have been silent for a very long time pop up with Trump. To see mm-hmm. people who, I'm not a person who yells at people who don't vote, because I do believe in the right of choice. But then mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like their reasons are always so ignorant and ridiculous right. that I want to fight them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, I want to give you space, but you making it so I can't even give you space. Right. Now you need these hands. You know, mm-hmm. like just stuff mm-hmm. like that. So all of this has just been a lot. I just want it to be over. But right. then I have anxiety about what's on the other end of that. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I'm trying to not rush in my head. Just let it be over, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's all been, like, really depressing, causing me anxiety. Like, I don't like this. I shouldn't feel like this about voting. I shouldn't feel like like I'm in an abusive relationship just because I want to vote. Like, I shouldn't feel so abused. (laughs) I shouldn't Mm -hmm. feel so, like, neglected. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't feel so, like... I'm a fucking citizen of this fucking country. Right. And I have to, like, go through all of this shit just to fucking decide who rules this fucking dipshit of a country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of it just has me, like, in my feelings, really annoyed, wants me to just burn it all down <laughs> mm-hmm. more than usual. Because it should not be this hard. It should not be this hard. There are too many systems that we have in this country that make other processes easier. Well, not that easy, but I'm just like right. that electronic ways that are more streamlined that you can like fucking. Why am I able to fucking send Jay money through Cash App, but I can't fucking just mm-hmm. vote instantly in that way? You know what right. I mean? Like it's just, and I know the reasons why, and I know system systemic oppression, and I know that we care more about money than people, mm-hmm. and voting is about people. But it's all fucking depressing. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, yeah, it's just depressing how disgusting and how much people don't want me to do it. Yeah. Like, really don't want me to do it. Like, going hard so I don't do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't like it. And, but yeah, that's how voting has been making me feel. That's how. I'm sorry. 
how am I supposed to like, I'm not a person who's a huge proponent for democracy. That's what we have here. So I'm just participating in it because within the process of dismantling systems, Mm -hmm. there's stuff in the present that I should do because the world I want is not going to happen right now. That's not going to happen right now. So this is one of the the things that I'm going to do in the present. As you work towards the world. As I work towards that. And so I could feel some sense of agency. So I could Mm -hmm. feel that I am doing Voting to me is like the bare minimum thing you can do. That doesn't solve shit, but at mm-hmm. least you have some agency in like the decision making and the path of whatever community you're in politically. Because regardless if you participate in a system on the voting system, politics system or not, that shit's going to affect you. Right. So it makes me feel like I have some agency by deciding and making, you know, whatever. Cool. But I don't know. It's just all gross, disgusting. I don't like it. I shouldn't feel like this mm-hmm. about making a decision for a place that I fucking live. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's gross. And then it kind of makes me go back to, it's funny. I remember having a Facebook argument with someone from high school, this black woman who somehow became a Trump supporter. Hmm. She's been deleted. But when pandemic was first becoming common knowledge, right? And she was like, I voted for Trump because I don't want socialism and I don't want to stand in bread lines and this and this and that. And I'm like, bitch, we stand in the lines already anyway. Do you see mm-hmm. lines for tissue? Do right. you see lines for whatever? And the fact that we're in another line, we should, the voting at the very least should not be the bread line. Mm-hmm. And it is. Right. And that shit just like, I don't like it. I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. Does it make me feel good? Paul Rudd did make I'm, you smile? Paul Rudd was giving Paul out Paul Rudd snacks. giving out cookies. In a pouring rain, that shit depressed me. They're fucking soaked. You can't eat those cookies. They were wrapped, but like, it was fucking pouring. Yeah. It was pouring rain in that video of Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd was in Brooklyn giving out cookies to Mm -hmm. voters. The adorable Paul Rudd, you have to add that. He is very adorable. He's an adorable white man. He is mad adorable Mm -hmm. and. Nothing better not ever come out. Something probably will be a white man. I better not hear no nothing about Paul (laughs) Rudd, man. Paul Rudd, Tom Hanks, Bruce Willis. The Jeopardy. um, The guy for Jeopardy. um, Oh, yeah. Nah, he's good in the hood, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Already. You know, they thought he was black in the 70s. He was at all the meetings. His little curly fro. (laughs) What? You just made me think of... You just made me think of this video um, where... Megan Thee Stallion's song was the answer, mm-hmm. and a person oh. didn't answer it quite right. And he looked at them like, "You better get the answer." To- <laughs> the answer, the answer was, "What is I'm a savage?" Yeah, and I think and the they- person said "savage," and he looked at them like they had, like, "Are you fucking serious right now? You better get it together. <laughs> you better get it together. Oh man, you better get this Megan shit together." Yeah. But yeah, those are the the white those men. Those are the white like- men that they better keep it together, keep it right and tight. They're part of yes. our black joy. But um, yeah, that depressed me. People were like retweeting that video of him giving out cookies and like, mm-hmm. look at this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this is depressing. Yeah. They're in the fucking pouring rain giving out cookies because we don't, we, not, I'm not saying we, I mean the United States, mm-hmm. not me and Jay. We don't have right. nothing to do with this. But the system set up for voting is purposely inadequate. Mm-hmm. That's not something for me to be dancing and lying about. That's right. not something for me to be proud about people standing in the rain about. That's not something for me to like. The fact that people, we all could have sent absentee ballots, but the fact that we, our faith 
Mm-hmm. And this whole process mm-hmm. is so diminished that it's like, nah, I'm going to risk my life and stand in a fucking line. Yeah. Because who the fuck knows what happens to an absentee mm-hmm. fucking ballot? Mm-hmm. All of that shit is just, it's just depressing. I don't like it. Get it together. Get it together. <laughs> Get it together, America. At our Ugh. early voting location, there was a box of ballots, like where you could put your absentee ballot absentee? or whatever yeah. the fuck or whatever mm-hmm. and it was just there in a box it was chained up to a pole but it was like that <laughs> that don't look that don't look like um secure <laughs> you know <laughs> so i don't know this is a this is scary all of it is scary um mm-hmm. again you all are listening in the future so we hope that things have turned out in our favor and that whatever yeah. the outcome was we're not living in in the actual apocalypse but if we are we got some news that's not news that's gonna help uh help us get into whatever potential next steps may be after maybe. it goes down i um it will we gotta stay positive and yeah we gotta stay not positive. toxic we gotta just stay facts not toxic positive but just like you know don't let them mm-hmm. fuck with you don't let them mm-hmm. fuck with your joy facts 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 so libations to everybody who voted regardless to what your experience was um if you waited if you brought snacks whatever you did we appreciate you participating in this fucking uh, ridiculous election process that is intentionally mm-hmm. set up to disenfranchise folks and discourage us from doing that shit yo if our vote wasn't important they wouldn't work as hard to keep us from doing it so thanks to everybody who participated in that shit do you want to no let's get into some news it's not news cool i guess even though we were free we were still slaves in the mind Nothing. News that's not news. Uh, News that's not news is a segment where we cover news stories that either are not being highlighted by the mainstream media or they are being highlighted but not in the ways that we would cover it as womanist race nerds. Or sometimes our news that's not news story is a story that's already been popularized but we want to underscore the motherfucking point. Queen, what do you have for us for our news that's not news story today? So there has been lots of talk because the current, I guess, president of this country or whatever has said many times, like, if he doesn't win, how this is not, this is paraphrase, this is not like exact quotes or anything like that, but like how he will probably not leave peacefully and or he has already expressed that if he loses, he's going to feel away. Right. Which generally we don't hear presidential nominees talk about what they're going to be like if they lose. Mm-hmm. So it has led people to believe that maybe he might not leave. Right. Which I will say confidently that I don't think that is what's going to happen. But this year has been such an unpredictable year. Who the fuck knows? Right. Who the fuck knows? Right. Why not put a coupe on, <laughs> mm-hmm. on the menu for mm-hmm. the year? So I thought that it would make sense to talk to everyone about things that you should understand about coups and how you can prevent them from happening okay. and things like that and also get information one thing that i've learned from the pandemic happening because i was a person who was in denial of pandemic like if you listen to the earlier episodes when stuff was mm-hmm. starting to go down i'm like um you know but like if you lean into what could happen you can be a lot more preventative right you so want a rather COVID rest- denier i want to clarify no i wasn't i was right. i was a pandemic like pandemic mm-hmm. i know mm-hmm. covid existed but pandemic yeah. right right pandemic <laughs> <laughs> 
right, right, right. That was kind of just like, I don't, I don't know, because they mm-hmm. be, you know, we be having things and it don't come to the U.S. like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever. So Here I was in that space. It was really short-lived because mm-hmm. I <laughs> used my brain. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is, okay, we're in it. We're in it. But one thing that is help that helps to be preventative of things is like taking away in the unknown and kind of explaining what things is, especially because we have a president who just says whatever. Right. And you learn a lot from history. So coups have happened in places around the world. So if you see things that they did and it can help us here. So mm-hmm. I just figured I would get some things so that we can be a little more in the know so we're not operating in fear. Yeah. Panic, Should I pack a go anxiety. bag? <laughs> well, not according to this, but the way I was raised in the Nation of Islam, you should always have... Always have a go bag. Always have. Actually have. <laughs> right. right. Should always have mm-hmm. the supplies. Okay. Should always, 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 because you just never know. So, I'm going to just explain what a coop is, and this is from... Coop, a coup. Cool. Yeah, I always say coop because the P is in it, mm-hmm. but it's actually a coup. Mm-hmm. I'm going to define what a coup is, and a coup... A coup... In my mind, I'm saying Akua. Oh I don't know, because I'm saying Aku. Jesus. Hey, Akua. Um, <laughs> Aku is a sudden, decisive exercise of force in politics, especially the violent overthrow or alteration of an existing government by a small group. Mm-hmm. So that's what Aku is. And it's from the French word. Let me. I only put the French here so I can understand why this P was here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, whatever, listen, why the- whatever you got to do. <laughs> You do Why it. the fuck? Okay. Oh, so the French word is coup d'etat. So the P still isn't really there. I don't understand why this P is here, but whatever. It's These French. ain't my languages. These ain't my languages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Then I also got an article from resilience.org that was really helpful and it had 10 things you need to know about a coup. 10 things you need to know to stop a coup. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to go through that really quickly here. So... One is to don't expect results election night. So don't expect for at the end of the night to know who won the race. So election season 2020 is shaping to be very unusual. Many mail-in ballots may not be counted until days or weeks after election day. Since Democrats are expected to use them more frequently than Republicans, volatiles are expected to swing towards Democrats post-election night. They call this the blue shift. And as a result, a wave of confusion may unfold starting election night. Mm -hmm. So just be aware that we may not have results not even maybe, don't expect to have results the night of election. Knowing that, it will help defuse confusion. Mm -hmm. So if someone is like, oh, they said that at that one, it's like, actually, friend, we shouldn't expect to know the results tonight because of the amount of absentee votes and blah, 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 and all of that stuff. That was kind of like what happened with the second Bush. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was it, the first, his first election or the second one? It was the second one because that was the first time that I've noticed voter lines because it was like, okay. we got to get Bush out of here. And, and Diddy was yeah. like, vote or die and all of right. that shit. And then like the courts had to, they were like, uh, he's yeah. the president now. It wasn't mm-hmm. like right then that night or whatever. Exactly. It was like a whole thing. So don't expect to know at the end of the night 
if you hear anywhere someone saying who won, it's probably not the truth. Mm -hmm. And let them know that this is not the kind of election where we are going to know who the winner is. Calm down. Calm down. So that's the first thing. The other thing they put is to do call it a coup. So if it does become a coup, call it what it is so that people know what the fuck is going on. A part of diffusing confusion is to like call it what it is. This Mm -hmm. is what's happening. So this is what we're going to do next. That type of thing. So make sure you call it. Me and Jay talk about all the time how language is important. Mm -hmm. Here, language is really important. Don't say it's like, I can't think of any varying words, but it's not what it is. It will be a coup if it's actually a coup. Facts. Okay. We know it's a coup if the government, this is also from the article, but how would you know it's a coup is if they stop counting votes. So if somehow they just start to announce we're not counting anymore, Mm -hmm. that is not how we do democracy. That is not how we do our election process. A coup is happening Mm because that's not how we select our leaders in this country. If someone is declared the winner who didn't get the most votes, for me, this one is kind of hard because I don't understand electoral. The electoral college I just, versus the yeah, and I don't, vote and how all those exactly. things work. Right. I yeah. think that declare someone a winner who didn't get the most votes, I think that that goes for either one, right? So if they didn't get the most electoral college votes, if they didn't get the most popular votes. That makes sense, yeah. A part of that is like if those votes aren't counted how do we know no, who's who got, the most yes. votes in either one of those things so exactly we usually yep. go by the electoral college like we know for example that don't know uh, why hillary, we hillary that. clinton won the popular vote yeah but the but trump got the Ele- most electoral elect- college electoral votes vote. or whatever yeah. so while that is ridiculous and the electoral college should probably be abolished that was abolished. a counting of votes so, for mm-hmm. example, if that doesn't happen in this case, then it's definitely a coup. Like, there should be a counting of the votes. Counting of votes. And the person yeah. who wins should be whoever won the electoral college. Yep. That's how we do things around here. That's how we do democracy mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. supposedly. But right. yes, right? And then to add on to that, so let's say that we know how votes were all counted and we know who won. Mm-hmm. And if a person who did not win is still in power, we're in a coup. Right. Next point they add is that know that coups have been stopped by regular folks. So I'm reading this from the article. Also, coup attempts have happened all over the world and over half have failed. Most coups failed. If a coup does happen, it may not be a huge deal. It might be distinguished within two days, three days. The coups that have failed, that's generally how long that they have lived. So mm-hmm. it won't be like a long amount of time of unrest and things like that. Mm-hmm. That is important to know so that we can all stay calm, so that we can all understand the process. It, t- it removes the unknown to know that when it comes to the world in general with coups, half of them fail. Mm-hmm. And when they do fail, they fail within a matter of days. Right. So that is helpful information. And this administration, while they are sinister, narcissistic, and evil, they are not super organized. They are not that smart. You know what I'm saying? And cools generally aren't. All those things, those are cools as well. Yeah, they are not evil masterminds. They're just fucking evil. That's it. They're They're impulsive, generally. So the the Mm -hmm. likelihood of them attempting a, a coup and it being like dismantled and it being like stopped that's it's high, mad high because mad they're high. they are not smart people. So I yeah, was, and coups yeah. are generally started by a minority. Like it's not usually the thought process of everyone in the country. Right. It's usually like a a group of people who feel like mm-hmm. this certain way. So usually the numbers help yeah. because this small amount of the population feels that mm-hmm. this should be the way, and everyone else is like nah. So just remember that. 
Number four is be ready to act quickly and not alone. Typically, power grabs are organized in secret and launched suddenly. Most campaigns that defeat coups do so in days. The Soviet Union, I kind of said this already, but just know to act quickly because most coups do not last for long. Mm-hmm. I'll just go into some history so it can make you feel a little better and you can hear about how other countries have dealt with coups. Mm-hmm. So the Soviet Union in 1991, it took three days to stop their coup. France in 1961 took four days and Bolivia in 1978, it took 16 days. So it's rare for any country's leader to publicly admit they might not respect the revolts of elections. Generally, when coups happen, that's what a person is saying, that they Mm -hmm. do not respect the result of an election. Mm -hmm. So they're probably they don't respect the democracy and they don't Mm -hmm. respect what the populace says about how we go about picking our leaders. So they generally start the process and a kind of ill perception to the public anyway. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, it's like a shady move, Mm -hmm. you know? So focus on widely shared democratic values, not on individuals. This is huge. Let's say if a coup happens, don't focus on anything that Trump says. Focus on what we are doing as a populace. Focus Mm -hmm. on what we are doing collectively as a country. If most of us are like, nah, Lean into that. Mm -hmm. Do not lean into whatever that one individual is saying because we are a country of many, 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 many people. Mm -hmm. That one individual and his evil ass family and his evil ass like squad. Like they are are in the minority. Mm -hmm. Exactly. They are in the minority. That's something that's important too, that understand that they are actually in a minority. There are Mm -hmm. Republicans who don't even fucking fuck with them. (laughs) Like there are like, even when in their little pocket of, and I'm talking in terms of like specific politics, not mm-hmm. like in like we know white supremacy, you know, but like there are people who are in the Republican Party who were like, nah, you got us looking cray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. get this motherfucker out of here. Right. We want to get back to our regular, <laughs> mm-hmm. regularly scheduled white supremacy, not this stuff. So mm-hmm. they are in a minority, right. um, even though they are taking up the most space because they have the access to do that. Facts. But they are in a minority. Convince people not to freeze or just go along. Imagine that at your job, a corrupt boss gets fired and a new one is brought in. Instead of leaving, your old boss says, I'm still in charge. Do what I say. And a bunch of your coworkers say, we only take orders from the old boss. At that point, doubt arises. So don't freeze. Don't just go along. Mm-hmm. If, if they proclaim whatever, don't go along with that shit. You know that what elections are supposed to be. You know that you vote, the person wins, and that's who is the president. So you... Go with that. Don't just sit there and freeze and be like, well, they said this. So that's what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Commit to actions that represent rule of law, stability, and nonviolence. So stopping a coup is dependent on the size of the mobilization and winning over the center. It is really a fight for legitimacy. Which voice is legitimate? Um, so we do live in a world where people think that the legitimate voice is the bigger person mm-hmm. and the person who the bigger person, the loudest voice, not even that, but like the people who have the, I guess the most grace. So like in this, in this particular example, so the mm-hmm. people who seem to be the more stable, the most okay. nonviolent, the most, whatever, that's generally what the public would lean to because it makes the other person seem irate, Got illegitimate, it. off the handle, off the hinges. Mm-hmm. I am not a non-violence person, but I can see in this instance why the, the stability of the countering people for the coup 
may be better in this instance. What do you think about like his whole persona as a person, as an institution, as a president, Trump's whole persona is to be erratic, loose cannon, say ridiculous things. Mm -hmm. And so much of the population has been riding with that. So how do we reconcile I don't know if with this? I, I think that more people don't ride with his stuff than who do. Okay. But I think that we have fallen into his gaslighting. So mm-hmm. he does his irate, irrational stuff. Mm-hmm. And we react in like kind of defensive mode and stuff like that. And it becomes like this. I wouldn't want to say argument because it's not an argument. But mm-hmm. like for me, this instance of as a nation kind of just like looking at him like he's bugging rather mm-hmm. than reacting to him bugging to mm-hmm. me just makes more sense in this right. instance because it is too easy to create confusion mm-hmm. that's what helps cool succeed mm-hmm. because you create confusing amongst the people in the country right. so they feed on a the confusion they feed on the fear they mm-hmm. feed on the unknown that is the stuff right. that helps a cool continue so this is a tactic just to kind of like ease that mm-hmm. and not enforce power for the coup in that way because they are depending on that kind of uncertainty fear not having confidence in what's happening and that type of thing i also wonder if like one of his tactics because you know he's obsessed with like having a fucking rally i feel like one of his tactics of of like maintaining the perception that mad people fuck with him or whatever is having these rallies where you can look and be like oh wow look at how look at all them people there who are fucking with his foolishness when in reality that population is not as large as it looks yeah as as yeah exactly Mm -hmm. um He's really good at propaganda. He's re- he'll literally have something where four people are there, mm-hmm. and figure out a way to make it seem like hundreds of people are there. Look at the coons, right? <laughs> <laughs> he does all the things that dictators do to make mm-hmm. them seem like they're like doing a thing, mm-hmm. and it's not the truth, right? So cools can happen in the United States. I think a lot of people think that you know this is just the U.S. You know, mm-hmm. shit don't be shit don't. that's something that happens over there no cool can happen in the united states it's important that you understand and know that you can't be proactive and preventative if you don't believe something can actually exist so do know that it could happen it may be hard to imagine that a coup could happen in this country but whenever there is an order to stop counting votes we call it a coup even by the strictest definition of coup there has been a militarized coup in the united states In 1898, after Reconstruction in Wilmington, North Carolina, seeing the rise of prosperous and successful black populations, white racists organized a coup. They gave rally cries like, we will never surrender to a ragged raffle of Negroes, even if we have to choke the Cape Fear River with carcasses. Despite a terror campaign before the election, black turnout was high and a slate of black candidates was voted in. Black power was met with white supremacist violence, with white squads killing 30 to 300 people, including newly elected officials. Over 3,000 blacks fled this extreme violence and the era of Jim Crow began. So the era of Jim, Jim Crow began because of a white coup. And resistance to black people participating in democracy. Oh, I get it. Okay, I was trying to understand the point of this horrific story, but I get it. I get it. It's yeah. like, who's happening in the U.S.? White people been 
having coups. They've been doing this. They've been doing this. Yes, they do they've happen. Been? Okay, so the point of this is just to remind you that, yes, this happens. Yeah, because people think this doesn't happen. This facts. has happened in it the United happened. States. That's not the only story. Yeah, okay. All right. Yes, coups happen. White people do coups all the time. It's just the problem with these stories is that they be sanctioned by the government. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. They be like government-sanctioned coups. They be like, okay, white people are showing out. Let's let's bend. Some of the times they'd be like, let's bend to whatever these angry white supremacists are talking yeah, about. Yeah, of course. Because, of course. And yeah. I think lots of people don't like to call when things like this happen cools in the States because we know it's state sanctioned. Right. So the hope this time is that the government... Ugh, doesn't go along honestly the u.s is capable of this stuff that's right. all i'm trying to say here we yeah. are capable they are capable because we don't be doing that mm-hmm. black people but it's it's happened here it can happen again don't right. think that we are different from any other country mm-hmm. people don't like a decision that's made and people have turned up here yeah. so don't think that that's something that won't happen here Facts. center and calm not fear that's actually a big one for me Usually, I don't know, I feel like people make better decisions when they are not operating in fear. You can Mm -hmm. be more impulsive. And it's totally understood why you would be. Um, I've been scared and Mm -hmm. I've reacted in fear. So we totally get it. But try to remain calm. I feel like if all of the other things that we mentioned as far as a coup and how to deal with one, you might not be as fearful. Fear is normal. Not saying don't be afraid, but try to center calmness Mm -hmm. in a space so that we can make better decisions as a collective, specifically black folks, Mm -hmm. because we always become targets. (laughs) And then this is something that we have been doing. The way that you stop a coup is from preventing one to happen. So it's just about us really believing in this is difficult to say as a black person, I'll be honest, Um, but believing in democracy because i don't really believe in democracy Mm -hmm. the way a white person believes in democracy Mm -hmm. but it is helpful in this very instance if we understand votes have to be counted if we understand someone has to win you know like if we just those basic things about election processes Mm -hmm. if we uh, actually no i don't like this one Because as a black person, this stuff does not really apply, Mm -hmm. to be honest. How do we prepare to deserve a coup where the whole voting process is not even something that people want us to fucking do? Yeah, this is a good let let me I'm gonna read verbatim what it what it said here is Mm -hmm. that prepare to deter a coup before the election. The best way to stop a coup is to never have one. People are doing lots of good work on issues of voting rights, urging turnout, stopping repression, uncovering fraud, and getting people to commit to democracy. That may be enough. So I know we got hung up on this commit to democracy part, but I really think the point of this is that is believing in each other. So like Mm -hmm. believing in to make it more specific to black folks, believing in black folks doing the work, believing in yeah. our efforts and all the shit that we've been doing to get this motherfucker out of the office to, despite the fact that he's in the office, galvanize, protect one another, love on one another, like do all of that work. So really yeah. to me, it's like preparing to deter a coup before the election has more to do with us believing in the work that we've been putting in. Those of us who have media platforms, using our platforms to encourage people to vote, to support people on the front lines in terms of protesting and defunding the police and shit like that. Believing Mm -hmm. in ourselves and feeling confident in that. Like what we've been talking about is how depressing all of this shit has been. But despite that shit, we have to keep going. Like Mm -hmm. our ancestors kept going. Like they did 
they did their best, you know what I'm saying, to yeah. get us this far. Well, and it's yeah. exactly, and it's our job that despite everything that feels wild, depressing, and wild whack about all this shit is that we believe in each other and we continue to do our best so that those who come after us will have it easier than we had it. That's that's the point of all of this yeah, shit. Yeah, thanks yo. for bringing it back around because I was like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they messed it up <laughs> with this that particular quote, like, commit to democracy. Commit to but democracy. really, yeah, it just kind of throws you off. But yeah, really, it's talking it about those who are working to get people to commit to the fantasy of democracy yes. right and yeah, so that yeah. we are a part of this group of people that is working to dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism and to some people that is the true democracy is really like mm-hmm. dismantling system we know that that's not what that is and there should yeah, be other yeah. language when i'm looking at our notes that jumped out commit to democracy yeah and I like, about wait, everything huh? else there right I forgot about everything else what? there why would you the notes? put that yeah 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 white person wrote this. <laughs> but really it's it's about us believing in the work that we do to dismantle the current system, the current structure, and we cannot, yeah. this is not the time to throw in the tile and be like, it's not working anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good time. Shout out to Throwing the tile. Yeah. This is not the time to throw in the towel, the tile, or any of that. Yo. It's not like, the time like to Stay vigilant, believe in yourself, believe in each mm-hmm. other. That's really what, keeps us going is believing Mm -hmm. in each other believing in each other when we start to get all individualistic and shit that's when shit gets weird that's when our mission gets fucking distorted and motherfuckers Mm -hmm. get confused and shit we'll talk more about that later but yes yeah we've been doing the work so believing in each other and believing in like what we know to be right what we know to be like what's going to liberate us and shit like that like Mm -hmm. just keep on with that shit so Thanks for that, Jay, because I was like, wait, what? (laughs) You saw me falling off the, oh, I don't know about all of this. But yes, yes, believe in yourself. Well, thank Believe you for what we've that. been doing. Yeah. Yeah, because I know a lot of us are afraid. I, I need to pack a go bag. I don't have one because part of me is like, mm. but yeah, I need to pack a go bag. But I've been seeing so many people affirming, which like I, I understand that we like to talk in realities and stuff like that. But this is not something that I like to say. But I have seen a lot of people affirming on social media and different platforms that regardless to what happens during this election that there will be violence afterwards and what i am hoping Mm -hmm. is that that just means afterwards could be at any time right because i I feel like at some point there will be violence in order for us to fully dismantle this system i see it too yeah but i Mm -hmm. what i am hoping is that we're not talking about right now and we're not talking about some prolonged season of like war in the streets and civil war and shit like that but yeah i think that a lot of us have had anxiety about what happens next yeah and Mm -hmm. i know that we were talking like yo just stay the fuck home after this shit like black folks just just fucking protect yourself if you can if you can Stay home, Stay home unless you have decided that you're ready to die, you know, and no shade to anybody <laughs> for real. Serious. There's people who like there are people who talk about shit and who act like they are about some shit. But the question oh, is, OK, for real, those people. Okay, yeah. Those are you ready to die? I'm like, in my mind, I was like, they have to go to work. <laughs> no, no. I mean, people who <laughs> I get it. Now. Yeah. Yes. People who talk like they're so disappointed that we're not doing enough as a community and da 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 da. When a lot of times the real question boils down to. Shit. 
Are you ready to die? Are you ready to die? Yeah. Some of us. Exactly. Some of us, if we didn't have certain attachments in our lives, we might be ready to die. Maybe. Personally, I'm not ready to die. Don't be if I see another black person at a gun range talking about some yeah. What is what is that? What is that doing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think that that is, yeah, if you want to be a gun owner and protect yourself in that way, I think that that's okay. That's fine. No, that's totally fine. I don't, I'm not against guns, Mm -hmm, honestly. So mm -hmm. I'm totally fine. But that outside of that individualistic idea of protecting myself, what does that do for the collective? Right. What does that do for the revolution? Yes. It doesn't do anything. Yes. Unless you're talking about picking up arms and going outside (laughs) with back to the original question. Are you ready to die? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, again, whatever the answer is, that's fine. But really be real with that answer. It's people running around not ready to die talking about let's go die type because, shit and not yeah. about to stand on the front lines of that shit and not really and not, are not ready wouldn't to die. They're just talking that ready to die shit because it sounds fight. cute. You wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. Let's yeah. be for real. Yeah. So anyway, anywho, I know a lot of us have had anxiety surrounding this, and I appreciate that you have kind of talked us through some of the potential shit that could go yeah. down afterwards and um got us ready, yo. Yeah. Oh, you want to take a break? Oh, uh, yeah. Let's take a motherfucking break. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money. <laughs> Do you know what this year is? what every year is all about yeah but like giving black women your money yes give black women your money hashtag pay black women yo okay okay so So. how do they give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week sometimes twice um, a week yeah yo (laughs) and we could use your loving motherfucking donations Um, we definitely can absolutely so how can you do that you can go to our website yeah tvthequeenandj.com hit that donate tab and mm-hmm. we have two options there so you two two you become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal yep. you choose we mm-hmm. give you a choice that's right on how you give us money that's right if you want to donate via Patreon we're asking all of our listeners to break us off two dollars a month that's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again (laughs) all the time yes and we're black all the time that's right we wanted to take a minute and introduce you again to this week's sponsor good neighbor good neighbor is with you every step of the way to support your mental health and well-being needs from online therapy and psychiatry to in-person community-based counseling services good neighbor meets you in your family where you are to support your goals Based in Virginia, Good Neighbor also provides supportive interventions in the home through their intensive in-home counseling service. This is a holistic and systematic approach with people in their homes and in their communities. If you or your family members are struggling with feelings of stress, anxiety, depression, or just cannot seem to be the person you know yourself to be, Good Neighbor can help. 
To learn more about Good Neighbor and how they can be there for you, visit them online at goodneighbor.care or call 855-355-7001. Again, to learn more about Good Neighbor and how they can be there for you, visit them online at goodneighbor.care or call 855-355-7001. All right, 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 all right. All right, let's pay black women. That'll make me feel good. That'll wash So good. I love paying black women. Love it. Pay a bitch. Electoral shenanigans off of my body, Lil. Let's do that. Give me your fucking money. Our pay black woman segment is a segment where we highlight black women owned businesses initiatives it could be everyday shit like somebody just wants to buy a couch or somebody needs lunch money whatever it is we highlight that shit in our pay black woman segment we know that women includes trans women cis women any variety of women that you are we include you in our pay black woman segment you can nominate yourself you can nominate someone else by sending us a t-mail at tweetwithqueenandj at gmail.com for a pay black woman feature here at tea with queen and j we open our pay black women segment up to afab non-binary folks so if you are afab non-binary you are welcome to participate in our pay black woman segment we of course respect all pronouns here so we will of course not refer to anyone as a woman who is not a woman yep also here at tea with queen and j in solidarity with the indigenous community if you are an indigenous Woman, if you are an indigenous AFAB non-binary person, you are welcome to participate in our Pay Black Women segment. We also welcome everyone to nominate any, again, Black or indigenous folks for our Pay Black Women segment. Here at TV Queen and Jay, we also want to remind you people that we are also Black women who deserve to be paid. So if you are someone who has the coins and you know that you can afford to purchase sponsorship or advertise on tea with queen and j podcast we ask that you do that we're not checking anybody's pockets you don't have to prove anything to participate in our pay black women segment except to prove that you are of course a part of the demographics that we mentioned yeah that process is not like super rigorous we just if you send us a fucking yeah we don't have dna test we don't if you send us a fucking uh uh, twitter it looks like you clearly have jacked somebody else's photo and it's not true we might ask you hey can you send us like your fucking actual social media that has actual evidence that you are an actual living, breathing black or indigenous not a Russian woman bot. or AFAB non-binary person. Like, can you fucking who nigga, who are you? So <laughs> we might ask for that, but yeah, that's what we do in our pay black women segment. This week's pay black women feature goes to the homie petty and petty is on Twitter at petty mogul. They are also the owner of Petty Butter, a yes. shea butter company. I think right now they are on break or in between, I would say, like seasons. Mm-hmm. So our homie Petty, and this is from their Twitter. So Petty says, hello, loves. I would appreciate it if you could share and donate toward my foot rehabilitation fund. I just discovered that misalignment in my right foot is the source of years of my foot and leg pain. 
On the ball of my right foot, the middle joint is misaligned, dropping lower mm. than the others. This throws off my weight distribution, causing excess pressure and inflammation in my tendons, creating radiating pain up my foot and leg. This misalignment was caused by years of wearing extreme high heels as a drag queen and performer in Chicago's nightlife. In my efforts to entertain my fellow Chicagoans and support myself in the gig economy, I inadvertently caused serious damage to my body. I have spent many days on my back, frustrated at my inability to get things done. My ability to cook, clean, wash dishes, grocery shop, and work on my business have all been affected. Basically everything in my life that requires me to stand or use my foot. So this, this kind of touched me because I feel like so many of us as Mm -hmm. busy as black folks, a lot of times we're not able to get to the doctor, right? So certain pains we just accept like, oh, okay, well, I can't do this. That's just a part part of my life. Exactly. I can't do this with this part of my body. And that's just it until I can finally get it looked at or until I can finally Mm -hmm. do this. So luckily, Petty was finally able to get that checked out and now knows what it is. So they have expenses now based on what to do to help rectify this this problem, okay. right? So Petty's current goal is $1,500 and mm-hmm. they break it down here. Petty says 600 for physical therapy, massage, and acupuncture, 300 for transportation, 150 for a proper office chair with a footrest, $100 mm-hmm. for a foot soaker, $50 for memory foam standing mats, and $300 for uh, memory foam insoles and shoes. Mm-hmm. And I think that for a lot of us, it's like we all know that there are things that we could do to be better and to better improve our lives. Yeah. But for some of us, certain things are just out of reach. It's like, yeah, yep. this would be great if I could get blah, blah, blah. But where am I going to get money yep. to do? Blah, 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 blah. That. You know? Yep. Yeah. So I really would like for those of us who have it to support Petty in her endeavor to get these things taken care of, to do that. I mm-hmm. really like these are the little things that like separate us from... I don't know. When I think about like white people, I know there are poor white folks who can't afford things like this. But for the most Mm -hmm. part, when I think about like white folks, everyday white folks who maybe on face value, perhaps we're in the same, uh, we should be in the same financial situation. We're not. You know what I'm saying? They're miles ahead. Little things like this aren't, aren't the worry for them in the ways that they are for us or whatever. Um, Anyway, I just want Petty to be able to do all of these things so that she can rectify this and be able to live comfortably and not be in pain, Mm -hmm. especially when this is something that can be fixed and can be addressed. So Mm -hmm. Petty's Venmo is at Petty Butter and Petty's cash app is um, the cash app sign dollar sign Petty Butter. I'll put the link to this thread and I will put Petty's Venmo again at Petty Butter and Petty's cash app information dollar sign Petty Butter. And that's Petty with a Y P-E-T-T-Y-B-U-T-T-E-R. So we'll put that information in the show notes. Yes. And please support, especially if you got it. If you are one of those, um, this is another reason why I really like when people put the dollar amounts. Yeah like what it is exactly that they're looking for. Cause you might be somebody who happens to have an extra $1,500 white people. I'm talking to you. You might be somebody who has an extra $1,500 to spare and you've been looking for somebody to donate to yep, this to month get, yep. or whatever. So this would be a great way to do that. I want to add that it's better to donate to individuals than it is to like, um, 
you know how you have the checkout line and it's like, do you want to give 50 cents towards mm-hmm, blah, 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 blah? Because mm-hmm. a lot of those companies are using those donations so they can have write-offs. Tax write-offs and Cause stuff. Because they're, yeah. they're donating all the money that we gave or whatever. So, mm-hmm. like, if you want to be a person who actually donates and, and contributes to people's lives the mm-hmm. way that... It's, it's unfortunate that we have to crowdfund in these ways, right. but these are the ways that we can be supporting each other that goes directly to the individual mm-hmm. in that way. So like, I just want to encourage people to donate to individuals more and not at checkout when they ask if you want to give $5 to the give Make-A-Wish Foundation Facts. or whatever. Right. Again, unless so, you're yeah. somebody who just be having extra, you know, income lying around, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. sometimes those, sometimes whatever they mention that they're raising money for is some shit that you wouldn't think to donate to or raise money for or whatever, but definitely yeah. be mindful that the company then says Target or whoever the fuck it is donated it's this donating mon- this amount, amount of money. money. Yes, and they get a right. It's it's a business thing, right? Is, is it right. is it when actually they really about pass that cost on to us? And exactly. They, yeah, yes, mm-hmm. are so. taking credit for it when they they yep. really they got it. You fucking donated. They got it. They of all people money, got Target. it. Yeah, they got that shit. Mm-hmm. So you know. Just putting that out there because people tend to trust the other things and not the individual. More than they do and we should kind of right. we should change that yeah. idea and that thought. So yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like there's also this other thing where people feel like if I give you this money, you have to use it for what you said that you wanted to you use, use it, for. it for. And I really think that when it comes to certain populations or whatever. Um, really anyone but a white person i feel like if mm-hmm. i give you money for something like use it for what you think is best for like maybe for by you. the time yeah. yeah maybe by the time mm-hmm. we donate to petty she'll have been able to buy orthopedic shoes or whatever and just needs lunch that day like whatever like pay it yeah. forward pass it forward mm-hmm. i think sometimes yeah. we get so caught up on like it's it's one of the reasons why i think um, you know, we live in New York, so I use New York as an example. When we pass mm-hmm. houseless people who seem to be affected by drugs or mental health challenges, like where you can visibly like see it on them, I feel like a lot of yeah. people are hesitant to give them money because it's like, how do I know you're not going to use it on drugs? How do I know you're yeah. going to like? And it's like, so what? If I'm not. Using yeah, drugs? I'm not managing your situation. I'm not in charge yeah. of this. Like, whatever you need to get through this day, you are clearly in a bad way right now. If my five dollars will help you to get fucking juice after you spend whatever else you raised on drugs or whatever that's your business you know that's what i'm saying like yeah this you know yeah i don't know so anyway that's my thinking on that agreed i like that i mm-hmm. like you adding that we paid a black woman we did yes we did got that mm-hmm. got our joy mm-hmm. right yeah are you ready to throw a motherfucker in the pit yes though? very much so please who the fuck is this asshole Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. So the pit is where we throw anything that is trying to steal our black joy, all the motherfuckers that are trying to fuck with anything that makes Jay and I our black happy selves mm-hmm. goes in the pit. Who is going in a pit this week, Jay. All right. So there is a show on YouTube. I, I believe they call it a podcast. I think they also like produce a podcast, but you know how a lot of podcasts are basically videos on YouTube. Are not that double, right. That double as a <laughs> podcast. Not podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a show called I Am Athlete, and it is a YouTube show featuring, I believe they're all former NFL players. Features Channing Crowder, Brandon Marshall, Chad Johnson or Chad Ochocinco, however you know him, and Fred Taylor. So, 
<laughs> so there was a clip floating around about Channing Crowder talking about why he, as a millionaire, chooses to be a Democrat. And so I want to mm-hmm. play that clip. So, so where's the benefit? Where's the value? And that's what people ask me. Why are you a Democrat? Because you have millions. And I say, I'm the only person I know that I grew up with that has millions. I would rather my family and my friends strive. I would rather my family and my friends get benefits and get tax cuts as lower income people than me as a millionaire gaining, where I know that we're gonna lose money, fellas. I was in the league when Barack got in office and I remember when my, when my taxes went up to 37%, I got a check and I was like, that ain't supposed to be that low. That million ain't supposed to be 635. But Barack, started taxing the rich. And I was okay with it because, fellas, everybody I know does not have the money that we have. And that's the decision that people have to make, and that's the decision I made. Why am I a Democrat? Because of the fact that the money side is not going to affect me because I'm the only one that I really care about, that I, in my heart, that can think about the fiscal side, the, the financial side, of who the presidency is. And I don't know how y'all feel about it, but that's why I vote the way I vote. Yeah, I mean, but it would be I'll, advantageous I'll, I'll say, to my I'll, pocket. So, first of all, this nigga's spitting, right? So Channing Crowder is here making sense, right? Nothing that he was saying, if you are a listener of T with Queen and J podcast, sounds so far out of the realm of common sense, right? Nothing, these, listen, these Chad Johnson and Brandon Marshall. Yes. Chad Johnson and Brandon Marshall are looking at him like he has five heads. Hey, okay. Like he's got yes. five heads. So I watched some more. I couldn't watch the whole thing. Cause I had heard a little bit of what Brandon Marshall was saying before. And it was so infuriating. And I'm actually going to play that. So that cause misery loves company. And I want y'all to hear what he said, but <laughs> Channing Crowder explains this concept. So he, he does, he says this and then I wanted to see, I listened to see, okay, what happens right after this? Cause the visual yeah. of this Brandon Marshall and Chad Ochocinco are sitting there looking like Channing has five heads. And why would he have any form of empathy for the black people who are in his life outside of the rich ones that he knows or whatever. Right. So so I'm Mm -hmm. like, maybe I'm misinterpreting this. So I watched it just to see what they said after. And it actually cut to it seemed like it was done on purpose, but maybe not. So they're at a restaurant. And so the chef comes out and brings their food. And so then they start talking about food. I also want to say it seems like this show. I appreciate that it exists everybody like we are cultural critics here everybody don't have to be a cultural critic to have a platform i think it's fine that four black men of varying degrees of thought and intelligence are sitting around having conversations Conversations. about all different shit that's totally fine right so it seems like this show a lot of times is just people like shouting out hot takes and interesting things and that the shits Shooting the shit and that the allure of the show is that these high-profile athletes are having these kind of everyday conversations, conversations right? Conversations, yeah. So instead of kind of addressing what he said after this, the chef comes out, they talk about food or whatever. Later on in the episode, he says it again. And these niggas are still like, what is he? They Like, they don't understand empathy. Like, they don't understand why anyone would think They're about like, why? anyone we except at the for same their millionaire table. self. 
Yeah, Fred Taylor is there and he offers a point about um he's like, "Well, you know, the really the best way to protect your money." He he affirms that Trump is a liar and yes. that it makes sense that one might be a democrat, but then offers the best way to protect your money from all that taxation is to go into property, investment properties and da, 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 da. and then that's when Channing uh. has to say again, Folks, we are the only people uh, uh, in our family and friend circle who can afford to buy property and who can protect our money and property. Yes. Our relatives aren't doing that. Our family. It's like they have uh. no concept of empathy. They have no concept of the communities they came from, the At people all. who they love, like the they value that those people have. Yeah. It and it, it just it brought back to mind the fact that we associate wealth with morality, with value, yes. with intelligence. The better decision making. Yes. The fact shit. that yeah. these black men who come from black communities that we are familiar with and listen, hey, maybe I Googled to see if they were married to black women. Maybe I didn't. They're all yeah. in relationships. And maybe they were married to black maybe, women. Maybe know. they were. No, but yeah, they are all in relationships with black women or biracial mm-hmm. black women. Yes, I believe biracial black people are black people. Anyway, you got to say that nowadays. It's like you do. I know. So just, anyway, these are not these are not men who are married to white women, right? Yeah. So the fact that men who are from where we're from, right, and for mm-hmm. all intents and purposes or whatever, would get wealthy. By means of a sport and then not see the value in considering the well-being of the communities that they came from. To me, it's just, again, it just underscores the fact that we are taught to value wealth as this moral thing that like you have because you're smarter, you're more important, you're more valuable, you're more deserving. And, And I highly doubt, right, that this, you have four different dudes in there. Right. I highly yeah. doubt that this sampling of dudes is so variant from the way that a lot of black folks who became wealthy in this way. Right. Are thinking, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I just want to play something. I'm going to play that other clip of what Brandon said, because I, I really wanted to get the temperature of the room because sometimes people, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of social media games. Right. So sometimes somebody will post a video and add a lot of context to it. That's not there just so like, that they see like they know right just so they seem <laughs> yeah. like they know what's happening and to sell a story and so i yeah. wanted to make sure that i could not watch this whole thing but i wanted to make sure that i got some sense of what was actually <laughs> happening mm-hmm. and so brandon marshall talks about what his thoughts were on trump initially and it seems like he don't really have a clear understanding of the structure of anything <laughs> anything or racism or oh gosh it was awkward so i just want to play this utter foolishness <laughs> okay i'm mad i looked around my room like what <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is brandon marshall talking about what he thought about trump but they'll tell thing. you it's about his policy yeah when but, it's but, but here here's the craziest thing man you go back four years ago i love Donald Trump. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, this is exactly what we need. This dude talking about clean out the swamp. This dude cutting people off. You know, we got a, uh, we got just a, a non-politician running for office. And I was like, this is amazing. Cause you said it, I'm not into politics. And I was like, this is exactly what we need for change. 
And I thought about how this dude could be a trailblazer and innovator and he can go down as the best president ever. And that's exactly what we needed. And he messed it up. Like all he had to do, don't pick a side, be for black, be for white. Like I thought it was genius how he talked, how he, I, I thought it was just perfect for what we needed. Even like now he's talking like, oh, my base, my base, your base could be bigger. That's exactly what our community want. We want that. We don't want no politician in office. We want somebody that's really going to help us and change. But when you go up there and you say, well, we're going to build this wall and you and you have these 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 crazy immigration laws and you go out there and you don't denounce white supremacy. Like you messed it up. The reason he he messed up the bag, bro. Okay, so I think that uh, so he didn't he didn't see any of his campaigning. That was his campaigning. Yeah. Yeah. Before well, he was well, he a- was excited. He said it. He said he was excited about him talking about draining the swamp. He said he was excited about him <laughs> talking about cutting people in need off. So he was excited about all those things. He just oh doesn't like God. overt white supremacy, which if you know anything, you know that like it was white supremacy the whole time. So the whole time. I just wanted to play that because I feel like a lot How of How do us- you say that after having a black president? We know Obama was not perfect. We know that mm-hmm. we know this. Mm-hmm. But there was a black president. Well, he sounds like and- he was very offended by having his taxes increased. <laughs> He sounds like he as was... As a person who doesn't know politics, I, and you don't know anything mm-hmm. all about Obama as a president, you might still fully be, like, as passionate about your love for Obama. No. He was very offended by having <laughs> his taxes raised uh, to 37%. I think he was very... Whoa! Very offended by that. Um, but, yeah, Chaz, I feel like we live in our own individualism. bubbles. individualism. Facts. We live in our own bubbles. I would never watch this show. And so I feel like I played it really because I was so like, so he just, they play with him every week. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) like on this podcast, like they, this is what they hang, they share a meal with this man every week. This would be going on. This would be going on. Okay. Wow. He's a whole adult person. He's not a young, I looked up his age. He's not, he's not like young. He's not, you know what I'm saying? Like. He's a parent and shit. He's like teaching his values to other humans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Abolish parents. <laughs> right. So I just wanted to to read that just to, to, I mean, to play that to give a temperature of what was going on in that room. And the fact that Ooh, Channing child. had to explain the concept of like empathy for other black people and that they were looking at him like he had fucking seven heads. Unfortunately, these attitudes are not as uncommon as we would hope. And it is because all of us are taught that there is moral value in wealth, that there is yes. moral value mm-hmm. that you are a more valuable person. You must be smarter because yeah. you made this money when when we know that, yes, there are a lot of smart NFL players, but a lot of that is based on your physical talent and physical ability. And your exceptionalism and how much yes. money you can make for people. Yes. It's not about yes. you. Yes. And so to see them <laughs> put this level of value on who they are because of their wealth and not be empathetic to where they came from is just really it was really intense for me and yes of course i googled to see who which one of them was married to white person but they were <laughs> all married to some variety of black woman and the reason why i googled that is because mm-hmm. 
a lot of us would assume that certain ideologies and certain thought comes with a certain kind of aligning oneself with whiteness. Yes. And yes. so you would think perhaps you you may think that someone saying things that are so anti-black or so dismissive of the communities where a lot of us came from or whatever must be yes. somebody who is aligned with whiteness to the point that they would intentionally seek to marry a white person. Oh, and again, okay. I am not, and I don't think that either one of us see a problem with interracial coupling or marrying white folks. If that's your bag, there's nothing wrong with that. But we, we will not deny that there are people who marry white folks with the intention of aligning themselves with a certain kind of whiteness. Yeah, because it changes your status. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my assumption was at least one of them was married to a white person. And um, that was not the case. Yo, these are regular, degular, schmegular black dudes married to black women who really believe that the communities that they came from don't matter as much as how much they are taxed. Yeah, don't matter. And... To add to your idea of people thinking that people with financial wealth have a different kind of moral standing mm-hmm. or they make better decisions. So and that leads me to think that the people who are in those communities, they made poor decisions. They're that, not smart. Yes, because they're, it happened. They should they, be where they, they, they are. To themselves. I was I was able to do this, mm-hmm. so they should be able to do it too. Yep. And that's not how any of that shit fucking works. Because even within them going through it was hard regardless of how great of an athlete you are regardless of how smart you are so you attract to be that scholarship Mm -hmm. kid and or you know there's always that kid in the class and it's Mm -hmm. like they're gonna go somewhere that process of that exceptional person is still a difficult one because you are still not white yeah they're still that's why they love those sports stories Mm -hmm. when the motherfucker is from the hood and he gets to go to that private high school and then he gets to go to that private fucking college on a scholarship mm-hmm. and work. That's why they love that story because it's like a quote unquote bootstrapping kind of story, but it's mm-hmm. always still difficult yeah. for the athlete in that position. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Like how, like what? Yep. Even being tracked that way. It's, it's difficult. It's hard. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, so they, they they obviously feel that all the black people in the communities that they live in, that they lived in, mm-hmm. past tense, deserve what they get. Yeah. And and we're taught that in our schools. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yeah. We we're yep, taught we that. Are. We're taught that whatever fate our communities exist in are because of our own doing. Yep. So I don't fault them for having thought that at any point in their life. But I think as grown adult big stink butt black folks at this grown big age where you have all kind of resources and access to information and people it's really unfortunate to still think that so far removed from your education and fucking elementary and junior high and high school and shit and you still spewing this anti-black shit yeah especially as a result of i do think this trump pregnancy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this Trump presidency for many people, especially with, I'll just say with this this last year of mm-hmm. his presidency, right? I'm going to call it. This last year of his presidency, I think that there has been kind of an awakening of systemic systems right. and ways that, but I know I noticed that a lot of the conversations that I have with other black folks who just did not understand how mm-hmm. much I 
was talking about these systemic things and how, yes, I know black people are self-determined, but at the same time, this, 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 this. Mm -hmm. And this is the first year where I'm noticing that they're like, yo, like, I get it. You're right. And it's because they're affected by a lot of these decisions, especially Mm -hmm. within this year. So it's just maybe because maybe they're rich enough for it to not even touch them. Maybe that's what it is. But it's like to still just think that the conditions are people people are in are because of self-determined reasons mm-hmm. is i don't know it's just ridiculous that yeah. that as a black person you would still even though they exist we are in panels where people do believe that so mm-hmm. yeah but i don't know it's just like still mm-hmm. you really think that people are deciding for their lives to be the ways that they are right it's not some kind of predetermined systemic thing you like i don't know i don't know i just went on a rant but it just annoys me no, i feel you i feel you yeah I'll yeah so that's my pit i thought that was whack and it was um just that whole thinking that money means morality money means value money. more money more problems i just wanted to say that okay but yeah i wanted <laughs> to throw just that whole line of thinking in the pit yo yeah you know yeah that was a good one there is that so we did a motherfucking show we did be sure to follow us on all the social medias. we're on twitter and instagram at t with qj we are on facebook and tumblr t with queen and j check out our website t with queen and j.com and as always you can send us your t-mail to t with queen and j at gmail.com anything else um that is all i don't still don't have a hashtag I don't know, but this is why people be saying eat the rich, which I think that hashtag is corny, but that's why people be saying it, because what we was talking about in our pit. I don't really want to eat them. I don't want (laughs) to eat them either. I don't like that hashtag, but that's what we're using. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Janicia and a black girl named Naima. Tea with Queen and Jay. We turn up responsibly. I just don't participate in hard work. (laughs) I sleep Till 1 p.m. It's called beauty rest. (laughs) If I work hard, I get a job. If I get a job, other people don't get jobs. Because I took the job. (laughs) I'm creating employment. (laughs) Sacrificing myself for others, it's what I do. Not all heroes wear capes.